true prophets speak truth when it's really, really hard and they know they're going to get persecuted for it. Mm-hmm. And those are the times that's like makes true prophets. So that's the times I think that we really fulfill our office. It's not just saying that we believe in the gospel. Well, it's like, okay, well, no one's really, you know, backhanding you for that or no one's burning down your churches for that. It's deeper than that. It's when the, it's when the society wants to tear down the nuclear family and then we say, no, nah, we don't stand for that. And mm-hmm. that's when they start tearing down churches. Welcome back to another episode of PPK. Time is flying by. Back on quarantine again. PPK style. Sheltering in a place. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, boys? What's going on? We are here for another one. Appreciate everybody that's been tuning in. We encourage you all to continue to share, like, subscribe, comment. Let us know what you want to hear. So um, we are going to be talking today about really priest, prophet, king, the concept of priest, prophet, king, the teaching of priest, prophet, king, how that applies to our everyday life. Um, and then also how that relates to this whole the whole purpose of PPK as far as the podcast. So makes I want to kick it over to you to start with that piece first, just kind of that um, the inspiration of why we do what we do. And then we'll kind of go into a little bit of the teaching and then the practicality of priest prophet king as a uh, as a teaching. Yeah, so I remember it was like my freshman year um, at Franciscan, which is like a year and a half ago, and I was like, me and Ella were talking a lot, and I'm this big visionary guy, and I want to do a lot of things and kind of influence a different part of the culture and kind of do this whole like catholic but cool thing and i'm trying to figure out different names and ideas and uh, just create a whole new platform for people and we kind of just kept throwing out names and stuff like that and then i remember just hearing like priest prophet king just as um something you kind of learn about sometimes within baptism or whatever just kind of uh i guess a term that's just used sometimes really and um just throughout i think church and talks and things like that and then I was like, you know, that sounds kind of hard. And then like, uh, I like, uh, I'm kind of into that. into that. And so, you know, I looked into it and I went to talk more about the different meanings and stuff like that. And I was like, you know what, this is sick. Like, this is, I think it's, uh, it sounded like a name that was religious enough, not overly religious, not like we're the Jesus guys, you know, like not super hard, but <laughs> mm-hmm. like you could kind of, okay, this is probably something religious or something like that. But it had enough, I think of like a, catchiness to it you had the ppk part everything seemed like okay this is a really cool name and i didn't know exactly what direction it would be taken because i had that idea like a year before we even started the podcast Mm -hmm. but just the idea of hopefully inspiring and giving a platform to more people like us people that don't feel like they have someone to look up to to relate to um people that are just you know regular dudes who like to you know swag out have a good time and also really trying to be orthodox and and true to their faith and so um yeah that's really what gave me the motivation for it and uh you know we're seeing the fruits of it kind of now and hopefully we just keep continuing to grow and hopefully you know more people join us in this walk and you know hopefully we do some um some merchandise and kind of move along those lines too and Mm kind of keep pushing it and growing this as much as we can and uh you know hopefully a conference is in the work uh eventually when um the china virus is gone (laughs) and uh and all that yeah County. anything to add to that no i mean i remember miko was sharing the thoughts of it you know with me and um just the idea of like providing that witness um in the world and 
just still being us, you know, like mm -hmm. still, you know, dressing the way we dress and, you know, still liking the same things, but just like striving towards sanctity uh, and like kind of being um, just that light to people who may not have people they look up to or resonate with. Um, and then just a community that we could like start to foster that we can like incorporate, whether through social media or um, in our hometown, you know, things like that. So, um, yeah, that's, I think it's, it's been about a year that we've been kind of, or a year and a half that we've been kind of plotting it. And now you're, like you said, we're finally seeing the, the fruits of it slowly start to germinate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, a big shout out to some of the folks that are even overseas, right? We got some some yeah. some faithful listeners out there that are, um, I, we know, praying for us, but also, you know, benefiting from hopefully what we try to bring to this. Yeah, and, and one more thing I think it'd be so cool, something eventually is like having like ambassadors or something like that mm -hmm. for us and stuff like, you know, having barbers or singers or just these people, like these everyday people who are just talented at what they do and also want to do a witness, you know, imagine having a barber and they have like the a PBK logo little thing, you know, and what's that? And just this idea of like, keep growing and keep growing and having all these different talented people or ambassador for whatever it is. But that's, I think also something in mind for me as we continue to grow, but I think that'd be super sick to have, you know, if you're getting a haircut and you got the PBK little, they don't even know what it's called, but that thing that you cover yourself with. The cape or whatever? Yeah, yeah. for the hair, just yeah. things like that would be super sick as we keep moving forward. Yeah, that'll speak to, and we'll go into um, kind of the different, uh, elements of each of the offices because I think PPK is when we think about priest, prophet, king, really this apostate, this effort, what we're trying to, to do is really along the prophetic side of uh, that specific office. But let's kind of break it down for um, those that are watching, those that are listening. Uh, in in our Catholic faith, we um, we talk about the threefold office of priest, prophet, king, specifically when we, we become baptized children of God. So when through baptism, um, it's the Christian way, right, to to come into the family of God. When remember when St. Peter was asked, like, what, what do we need to do? Right? It's like repent to be baptized. Right. And um, and that was the key for us. So during, through that sacrament, um, we actually uh, become children of God. But then we also are kind of given that threefold office which we receive from christ himself who is the priest the prophet the king that we're referring to and so really we're going to try to simplify this in a way of just like if we kind of pulled out some of those key meanings so there's the ministerial priest priestly uh office which is our priests right so our pope our our cardinals our bishops um our, our pastors our priests they're the ones who actually ministerially like in the mass they're the ones that are bringing that office to fruition. They're the ones constant. We can't have this, the, the holy sacrifice of the mass without the ministerial priests. Now, we are all the common priests, um, which we all have, we have partake in getting our, our call in Christ's own priesthood. And so there was two elements I wanted to bring, and we'll kind of touch so you know we could talk about this for a whole week, but really to kind of um, distill this in this episode. But I was thinking about... The two elements of us as priests in our everyday life, and obviously in our state and our vocation, is the the concept of offering and of sacrifice, right? So we know, as as faithful Catholics, that the priest is the one who makes the actual. You know, it's obviously Jesus making the sacrifice. So let's make sure that we understand that, right? Jesus is the one. He's the offering. He's the sacrifice. But is the priest is in persona Christi in the person of Christ. 
he's the one at the mass specifically making that offering on our behalf, just like you had in the Old Testament, right? The Levitical priests were the ones making the offer. They're the one entering into the Holy of Holies. They were the ones bringing the sacrifice to God. So that is kind of what I wanted to focus on, those two things of us um, uh, in our everyday life. How do we, as you know, the common priests of the faithful, bring offer and sacrifice to reality in our everyday life? Yeah. Um. Uh, I was just going to say, like, we've talked about this in a few episodes, but mm-hmm. in my daily life, you know, like every day should be an offering and you should have some sort of sacrifice that you're offering up. Mm-hmm. And it, it could be for your own self-mortification, but it also can be on behalf of your brothers and sisters um, in Christ, you know. So um, just read the lives of the saints and church teaching and, you know, there's there's power in, in, in suffering and in sacrifice. and. Mm-hmm. Um, you can offer that on behalf of others. And it's not that we have any power in it, that I'm, you know, casting a spell and, and helping out my brothers and sisters, but that God uses it um, in his great mercy to help others. Um, so I think in the day-to-day, you should be, you know, through your prayer, offering something up, um, it, whether that be like, you know, not having that second cup of coffee, you know, something very simple, um, or taking a cold shower, which is it's a little harder. <laughs> but... Um, you know, little things that you can be offering up as a sacrifice. And especially when we're going to mass in the place of worship, um, you know, Bishop Barron talks about um, the idea of right worship orients us rightly, and it cultivates a culture of life. And wrong worship is essentially sin. It's what, what are we praising? We're praising the wrong things. Um, and so in order to worship rightly is to offer the sacrifice. And so we think about mass and participating. Yes, the the final and end all sacrifice is Jesus, but we're called to offer our own little sacrifice and participate on the altar. We're bringing our brokenness. We're bringing our whatever we're struggling with. We're bringing our hurts and our prayer intentions on the altar to God and mm-hmm. then just letting him handle that, mm-hmm. you know, bringing that sense of peace, like, Lord, you have it. Like, uh, you know, I'm in your hands. So that, that can be, you know, obviously in the mass, but in the day to day, it's constantly, Lord, this is what I have for you today. Just use it out of your mercy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, I forgot who said it, but I know someone said, like, the tragedy of the world is not that they're suffering, but, it, like, it's suffering that goes wasted, like the biggest tragedy Arch- in the world. Arch- yeah, Arch- yeah. yeah. So it's just wasted suffering. And I think that's a practicality that we can take away from this priestly office is that, like, life, I think, is so, as, you know, I think about it, sometimes I'm meditating or whatever, or I'm in prayer, I think about how much, how empty it is when it's just this whole self-fulfilling process of like, how can I make sure I'm good or what am I doing in order to please myself? Or is this food good enough for me? Or just this whole chasing, um, I guess, I don't even want to say pleasures, but just like trying to fulfill yourself constantly. It just gets exhausting and you're never going to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Not in a sense of like, um, I'm not even trying to make like an impure or a, uh, lustful or all those kind of things. But the reality is like when you're just focused on yourself so inwardly every day of like, okay, how am I going to make this day good for me? Or how am I going to make, like it just becomes miserable and everything takes you off easier and all these things, you know, and it's instead of it's like, you know what, things are good. Like I don't need to, I don't need to feel offended right now that something didn't work out my way right now. Or I don't need to be pissed off because this guy cut me off or in traffic. Cause you know, when you get caught up in that mind of like, this day is here to serve me, then everything that crosses you is going to piss you off and take you off and take you off course. And I think the suffering, the the part that makes suffering so much better in our daily lives is saying like, I'm offering this day for you, God, to understand like this is for me to get closer. Every time that someone does take me off, every time something does hap- happen, 
that's bad. It's more of like a, okay, I get like, this is a part of me that can give it up and you keep moving forward. And it's not like an attack on you, but almost like a, this is me taking that and offering it up kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And that's when it becomes, that's when life becomes more fulfilling is like this idea, like, okay, that, you know what, this happened, things could be worse. We're good. We're going to move on. We're just going to take that. We're going to roll with it. We're going to roll with the punches. But when it's like, this stays here to serve me, everything's just like, oh my God, are you kidding me? And everything keeps piling on and just becomes kind of miserable. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Yeah, I think um, one of the, and I know we've quoted this before in previous episodes, like one of the great sayings of uh, JP2, and I think it's got him at Spez, where he says, man can't truly find himself until he makes a sincere gift of himself. And that kind of brings to light that idea of sacrifice. And so when you, I mean, it's really connecting the two. So if I, for me to kind of talk about it in my everyday life, one in, in the context of mass is, you know, instead of us just being pew potatoes and going in there completely being indifferent and disengaged at the point of which that offering is, we're supposed to be uniting our own sacrifice, our own offering, as we talked about in mass protests, right? Right then and there with the priest, we can't add anything to it in the sense of what he's doing because he's the person of in the, in the person of Christ that's actually making that offering. But we definitely, from a prayerful perspective, a willful and intellectual perspective, making an offering and our own sacrifice lifting that up to god and giving it and do worship now in the everyday context of life um this idea of self-denial right that sacrifice of saying what you just stated miko is really life's not about me life's not about going after what i want um it doesn't take away from the you know your goals and your personal aspirations professional aspirations but in reality when we think about the sacraments you know we're, we're prepping in this in the show it's like we're talking about it's about sanctification so our own personal sanctification and sanctification of others and and the world, right? Like we're supposed to be a living witness to, and we're going to talk about that in the next one as far as prophetic, right? But that's the, the whole point is that we're supposed to be sanctifying everything that comes across our path. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to do that when we're sitting there turning in on ourselves and saying, how can I um, be more comfortable? How can I be more satisfied? How can I be more, um, you know, uh, experience more pleasure whatever it may be it's less about me and it's more about god and others and i think that's when you start to see that that you know that priestly vocation now in the context of my own life being the father of this home i'm the priest of the home right and so a lot of it is you know challenging especially the men out there right is to not abdicate that responsibility as priests of your home like when i think about the practical side of it too many priests of the home aren't even they're absent right they're not taking that responsibility seriously they're not, um, you know, casting, <laughs> casting the evil spirits from their home. They're not blessing their wife and their children. They're not leading people in prayer. They're not, they're not leading their family in sanctity. They're not teaching them how to pray before meals. They're not teaching them about our faith. And so to me, that's the practical aspect of it is that we were given this priestly office through our uh, sacrament of baptism that is, it, that is rooted in Christ and that we're called to be Christ-like in that priestly vocation. Mm-hmm. And we need to be able to do that, as, as, especially as men. Anything to add on the priestly side? Just uh, shout, uh, like a call out to all those listeners, like just practically, I would encourage you as priest, prophet, and king, those that are baptized to offer something up every day. Mm-hmm. And it can be like the simplest thing. Like, you know, I, I offer up, you know, a little bit less of my breakfast today. I'm not going to eat as much as I usually do for a good, a good day at work or mm-hmm. that I may be able to be receptive to the Holy Spirit. Like, you know, anything that you're doing throughout the day, start to invite God into it and start to offer it up for something. Mm-hmm. Your intentions, your family's intentions, start to invite him in because he's always knocking, but we're always, we're usually so caught up in our schedule and our plan that we just, we miss so many opportunities. And that's where the priest, prophet, king, especially the priest comes in 
is where we're, we're inviting him in. We're offering that sacrifice in order to give him right praise. Mm-hmm. Anything else, Meeks? No. Good. All right, so let's go on to the, the, the prophetic office. And I think this is where PPK comes in, right? Is there's kind of two elements of the prophetic side that I wanted to, to speak on. And that was really um, the witness and the message, right? And first and foremost, like none of this matters if we're not living the life that we profess to live. It's the same thing when we talk about, um, you know, especially for the Catholics out there, when we, we pray the creed every week and um, we don't live it, you know, we don't live that creed. And, um, and, and I think that's part of the issue is that we, there's, you know, with that witness comes either salvation or scandal, right? So you're either leading somebody towards the church and towards God, or you're going to scandalize them and be like, that's why I'm not Catholic, because look at this fool. He's mm-hmm. acting a fool. He's speaking a fool. He's living a fool. And I don't believe in anything. You, you're proof that God doesn't exist, mm-hmm. right? Because you say one thing and you do another, just living a hypocritical life. And so as a, it, the prophetic side of the office is, we need to live a life that witnesses to something different. Mm-hmm. You pointed this out earlier, Keone, right? Yeah. About that idea of we're consecrated, we're, 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 called, we're separated, right? Mm-hmm. We're, um, the, the word itself, right, to be um, uh, consecrated is set, a, set apart, right mm-hmm. to be set apart You're, so why would we want to look like the rest of the world right right why would we want to blend in right we spend so much time trying to blend in when we're supposed to be uniquely you know identifiable as wow that's a christian mm-hmm. like i want to go I'm, I'm down with what he is you know yeah well um father dave pavanka and bishop baron were kind of doing some research on more about the the teaching of priest prophet king you know made some points about like the uh, the ones that were anointed in the old testament were the priests the prophets and the kings mm-hmm. And, you know, Christ, Jesus Christ is, it means the anointed one, you know, so he's the priest, prophet, king. And then when we're baptized, we participate in that. We, we um, partake in that threefold office. So as prophets now, as baptized Christians, you're set apart. Like your life should now look different than those around you. And if it's mm-hmm. not looking different than your friends that aren't baptized, then you're doing it wrong. And that's a call even to us, you know, mm-hmm. we're, you know, our, our podcast is, is PPK, it's priest, prophet, king, like, Everything that we should be doing, you know, speaking through the podcast, living our life, how we're sharing our faith. If it doesn't look different than the world, and that's what we talked about with the mass, we're talking about with the culture and standing up. If you're not living a life that looks different, that's set apart, like the prophets throughout all of scripture were set apart to be live a life of holiness. And if you're not pursuing that, then you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that that second part is like you're gonna say th- you're gonna have to speak things, you're gonna have to speak truth. And not in a way like I talk about all the time. It's not like, you know, anyone's persecuting you for saying, you know, Jesus Christ is the Lord. You're going to have to, uh, the true prophets speak truth when it's really, really hard and they know they're going to get persecuted for it. Mm-hmm. And those are the times that's like makes true prophets. So that's times that I think that we really fulfill our office. It's not just saying that we believe in the gospel. Well, it's like, okay, well, no one's really, you know, backhanding you for that or no one's burning down your churches for that. It's deeper than that. It's when the, it's when the, society wants to tear down the nuclear family and then we say no nah, we don't stand for that and mm-hmm. that's when they start tearing down churches it's not just because we think jesus is, jesus is, is the lord because you know we got uh whatever his name is sean king mm-hmm. saying that but we got to tear down those statues so it's like when you stand up for something that, that they're even the even the believers aren't believing in mm-hmm. i think that's when it really steps it up and you take the office seriously and then that's what we're trying to do and obviously we try to live a different life and it is a huge call on us to like step up because i know for me, like I've had friends that there is no way I'm thinking are watching our podcast, you know? And I'm like thinking all the people that you think are going to watch it never watch it. And then the people that you're like, 
you watched it. <laughs> That's not what you're talking about. Right you watched an episode. You sat down. You took your time. And it's like, because those people always saw us. Because anytime they saw me, I think they always saw the family. Everyone who knew me always knew Keone, always knew you. You were always coaching at my games, all this kind of stuff. And they always feel like I could be with them, but I still know that something's a little bit different, right? Like, I always was, I was never like an outcast at school or on the basketball team or whatever, but people just knew I, I, I was serious about my faith. Like I'm going, I'm going every Sunday. Sometimes I can't make something because I have to go to church on weekdays or something like that for going to praise and worship or whatever we're doing. And so like that was evident when, you know, I'm in, I'm in high school and I'm leading team in prayer. You know, I'm like a sophomore on the varsity team. I'm leading the team in prayer. Junior, I'm leading the team in prayer because everyone understood, you know, they call me preacher Meek on the team because they're just clowns, <laughs> but they understood like, we know Meek's about it. And that doesn't mean we can't relate to him. But now it's like, when now when they see me on the on the podcast, they're saying, well, we always knew Meek was about it. We always knew we could relate. I'm going to watch it. Why wouldn't I watch it? Let's mm -hmm. just see what he's talking about. Because I know Meek, I know he's cool. I know he's chilling. I know he's about it. Like I can grow from this. And I think that's so important is the witness part also is that like, and also the part of sanctif uh, sanctification is sanctifying everything we do. Because it's like, Sure, we like all similar things. We like hip hop, but we also are trying to get to a point where, like, let's find the clean people. Let's find the people who aren't just talking about sex and drugs twenty four seven. Let's let's try to do things like, or if we're wearing clothes, or like, I, I really try to find you know religious t shirts. So I'm really into vintage t shirts. Let's just try to find that. And you're just sanctifying the things that you do. It's not that you have to run away from everything now. Oh, you can't be in the clothes. You can't be in the music. You can't be in the TV. You can't be in all these things. Mm -hmm. It's like saying like we're sanctifying them. That's a part of witness, and that's part of being a priest as well. And all these offices is like. It's just taking things to the highest level, reaching, like bringing them to God almost, you know, not, not stooping lower to them. We don't have to do that, but like put, we're bringing God into, or more so offering it up, but almost like bringing God into these small offices, bringing God into these little areas where each of these purposes of music, clothing and stuff can really be raised. Mm -hmm. No, it's actually a great point because I think we're called as faithful Christians, as priest, prophet, king to enculturate right? Christ into the culture. Like we're supposed to Christianize everything. And that doesn't mean we're going to go in like anybody who isn't, right? That we're just going to go and throw a rosary at him. Yeah, exactly. You know, or throw a Bible at you yeah. or throw a spear at you with a little message from, you know, convert now. Um, because God respects your free will and so do we, right? But it doesn't stop us or dismiss us from the obligation to spread and defend the faith, mm -hmm. right? And that's a key part about the message you brought, you know, it's a great, great, great point, Meeks, because I think a lot of people think, well, I'm faithful. It's just my thing. I'm going to privatize my faith. A lot of Catholics do that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pray. That's not my business. I mean, you think about some of, you know, the professed, even like the politicians, oh, that's my personal belief, right? I'm like, if that, wait, time out, because I don't think Jesus gave us um, a command to just go ahead and go in your room and and it's your own personal thing. He says, go and baptize all nations and teach them all that I command. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we have to, when we're given a platform, right. And, we're, and most especially within our lives, because that's the biggest platform is how you live in bro. Right. And then, and how, and, and is it consistent with what you're saying? Right. Cause it's like, well, nobody's going to listen to you if you, if you uh, are contradictory in, in what you say versus what you do. But I think it's key because I think a lot of people aren't um, calling it out in the more difficult ways miko so for for instance i think an example right like standing up against abortion right um you know everybody's about like think about this because we, we kind of grew up in that hip-hop genre and i have a lot of debates with people i'm like the very music that you listen to only enables fosters promotes degradation of women objectification of people murdering of people uh, you know drug abuse um you know the things that lead you down down a dark path oh and by the way sex trafficking right those that but so when you start to speak out about that then people are like oh why because it's convicting them where they are mm -hmm. 
And I think that's the profit. The profit's not there to make you feel good. The profit's not there to tickle your ears. And the profit is there to help you repent and turn to God, or you're going to be headed to hell. And that's the thing. That's the reality. The prophet says, look, there's only two places you can go. It's heaven or hell. I hope you choose heaven. Right? And I think that's where a lot of our, our fellow you know, brothers and sisters out there fail in the prophetic office because they want to go along to get along. They want to just, oh, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. Ooh, I don't want to lose any followers. Mm, I don't want to you know, uh, cause any controversy. And it's just like Jesus was controversial. He just said you know, we, in the gospel, I, you, I did not come to bring peace but the sword. Right. Because if I'm everything, if I'm your bay, right, then then I'm going to be that. And people are going to know and mothers, you know, and, and daughters and fathers and sons are going to be against each other. So I think that's the goal of even PPK is um, in the prophetic side of it is that we want to witness to a life that's different. Mm-hmm. And we want to bring that message of the gospel to people. And, it, the, you know, truth is like a sword. Mm-hmm. It's going to cut to the heart. But truth is truth. Yeah, I was just going to put out a little disclaimer that. You know, the, for the, the prophetic part, being a prophet, you know, in your daily life, it's it's going to be probably the one that lose, loses you the most friends. Yeah. And I see, I've seen it in my own, like, you know, just throughout the years when I've been trying to speak the truth. And like, I'm, for me, like, I'm not really heavily influenced by people. Like, they know, like, I'm the stubborn one. That's like, really? Like, I don't, I don't care what you're trying to influence me to do. I know what's right. Um. And so when I've spoken the truth, there's the, they tend to like mock you or like they make fun of it or they, they like, they laugh it off. And that could be discouraging at times. And I've had those moments where I'm like, you know, I kind of respect you. Like you're my boy, you're my friend. Like what the, why would you do that? You know? But then whenever they need, like they're in that, that, that point where they're like, they're facing some sort of brokenness or suffering, or they have a question about faith or they're going through something, you know, I, I can be that person that they turn to, mm-hmm. you know, I get people who reach out to me because it's like, yeah, you know, I may have like made fun of some things because you don't like to do this, this and that, you know, but I know when I, when I need something, I can turn to you because like me saying like, I'm cool, I'm chill, but I'm about it. And like, whether they are you know hanging out with me every day or not, they know that they can turn to someone for truth. And, you know, that's just the, the call we have to accept. We're not going to be the most popular maybe, but at the end of the day, People will know us by the truth that we spoke, by the witness that we provided for the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just real quick in that practical way, I think it's just about speaking truth and looking for dialogue in which you can like bring that about, I guess, bring about truth. And just like if you're talking with somebody, like don't be afraid to say like, hey, here's what I think. Like I think this is a lot sketchier than you think. I think there's things are deeper than this. It's more complex or whatever it is. And like, that's the, that's the way that we live that out every day is saying like <clears throat> having those conversations with your friends and these people. And sometimes it might be a little bit harder or just like as casual as you can be, at least bring up like, nah, I don't think that's right though. At the same time, like, I think there's something else that we can talk about. I think there's a different point of view that we can look at mm-hmm. and we can respectfully dif- disagree. But I think that's the part of the prophet that's super hard. Cause I know I'm a very non-confrontational human being like if someone gave me the wrong food at a restaurant i'm just eating it like okay this is yeah this is that's not what i ordered but this is even better thank you or you know like i'm just the most non-confrontational human being of all time and so i know that that gets hard for me but i think that's the way to live it out is saying like in those moments when you have some one-on-one time or a little bit more you know chill time with some of your friends or something like that where you can kind of just have those real discussions and say like you know i think some of this is wrong like i remember having a conversation at 
um, work and I was talking about pornography and how wrong I thought it was. And I'm sure it was made them super uncomfortable. For some reason, I felt like I needed to share, like, this is this is horrible. Like, we got to fix this. I think we were talking about something along those lines. And I was just saying, like, yeah, dude, this thing's ruining all of us and kind of that kind of idea. And I'm sure, like, they were like, oh, okay, I don't know if I, this is what I want to talk about at work, but, like, at least I know. the white mocha? Yeah. yeah bro. <laughs> bro, your shots are dead already. <laughs> Sorry, it's a barista talk. You guys understand. <laughs> but um, just that idea of, like, you know, trying to bring it as much as you can in those little ways that people can be like, I, you know, maybe in sometime randomly next year or something like that, their grandma dies, and they'll end up hitting me up, like, hey, me, can you pray for my grandma or whatever? And you're just like, okay, yeah. And so same thing Kenny was talking about, but in that practical way, like bring those truths up to your friends, to those people that you really care about. Cause if you did care about them, you would bring them the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good. It, it, you know, just a real quick side note on that. I just, you know, recently with, um, I have a, a coworker of mine who, um, you know, has, was part of a certain faith and just kind of fell away from certain things. And I know his wife is, you know, going through, um, like, you know, some serious, uh, you know, cancer stuff. Right. And literally, like, jump on a call, and I'll be like, "Hey, bro, do, um, do you do you mind giving me your wife's name? Because um, I've I've been praying for. Her. I just want to continue to pray for her by name. That'd be awesome." And it's like those little moments where it's that's a prophet being like a witness and giving a message. Like, you may not even believe in God, but I do, and I'm gonna pray for your wife. And it just shows the power. And now we're starting to have some conversations. Like, hey, whenever you, if he goes, I know you're you're really religious me may ask what what your religion is and i'm like i'm catholic bro you don't have to you know apologize or feel weird about it. i'm catholic 100 and um he goes well i'd like to kind of have a little bit of a talk of that because i'm always searching for truth i just haven't found it yet right and so then that's, say less yeah say less don't <laughs> hey you don't got to tell me twice and so like you know it's it's those moments of not just being the one that speaks truth into which it is speaking truth into the darkness into the error and the, but also those moments of just being a witness to other people like you know just hearing that like hey bro i know you're suffering i'm there with you right i'm gonna offer it up you may not believe in god and that's not even my business necessarily but i do and i'm gonna be praying for you praying for your wife praying for your kids praying for that situation praying for that test praying for whatever and i think that's also part of the prophet is that you're bringing the message of christ and that the reality of god into people who would never encounter that and i think that's that's part of the call as a as a prophet um so the last part of priest prophet king obviously is king Right, we get our own kingship from Jesus Christ, who is King. Um, shout out to Kanye, right? Jesus is King. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, facts, right? Um, but the uh, the two things I wanted to talk about that one was really about governance and order, right? And so, uh, how does that kind of play out in our everyday life? And really, for us, especially as faithful on the lay people, as we would call them in the Catholic churches, you know, we're supposed to assist in the governance of the church. We know we have our, our hierarchy, right, between our priests, our bishops, our cardinals, our pope. But even as we get involved in different element, different ministries in the church, you know, maybe we're on the pastoral council, the finance council, maybe we're helping guide our pastors. Hey, we, we should try doing this. We need to start. And I started a men's group at my parish, right? And um, said, hey, we need to do a men's group. We don't got anything going on for the men. And so that's allowing us to govern and then holding them accountable and holding each other accountable, right? So that's a key thing. And then bringing order, right? I mean, talk about... <laughs> the the uh, concept of order in today's world right we're just uh, and we're in chaos look what happens when anarchy rules nobody you know everything's just crazy right and so we're called as um in our vocation of kingship to bring order so for me as the father of this house i'm supposed to govern my home and i'm supposed to bring order right you guys actually 
um, rely on. I mean, obviously, you guys are grown men now, but especially as you know, younger children who can't uh, necessarily be uh, independent of me and mom. I need to bring order into your life so that your life isn't chaos every day, right? That I need to be able to say, we wake up this time. We, you don't have to worry about food. Um, you know, you're not worrying about the things you have order in your life. But imagine if it was just like every day you woke up and you don't know how you're going to wake up, when you're going to wake up, what you're going to wake up to. And there's a lot of people who are, are living that today. They don't know where their next meal is going to come from. They don't know if they're going to get shot at, you know, because they live in the hood, whatever it may be. And it's our responsibility to bring order into the world bring starting with our families so what do you guys say about the, the 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 idea of kingship in your in your life everyday life i think uh kings is interesting i think in two parts i think in one way i mean you could look at it almost like a political way because i think um um you know it talks about rendering to caesar and things like that and kind of having respect for authority in that way but also holding them accountable and that's the beauty of um of a republic is that that you have, you choose to who to elect, and you're supposed to be putting in people that are virtuous, so that that do have your best interests at heart. Because when you have the majority of people deciding, and they're all you know going this way and that way every other year, because we're people and we don't know what we really want at the end of the day. That's why you have almost like a few, a, a smaller group that can lead more clearly than the people who than the masses. You know, the masses are always going to be feeling one way and then the next way and all this stuff and. Um, and so I think that's an important piece is kind of understanding that part of the of politically and like holding you know politicians accountable and mm -hmm. obviously we see a lot of corruption that's happening and a lot of things will come out and continue to come out and you know the Wayfair stuff and all that kind of stuff and so I guess speaking to the order part of that that's important and then also the encounter thinking about like how do we do the whole king like in a practically way mm -hmm. because it's like obviously kind of interesting. I mean, like oh, you're talking about Keone is the older brother, so he didn't inherit technically, you know, like your kingdom or whatever. And uh, so then what does that leave for me? So then <laughs> in a practical way, I guess we say like, me and Keone were saying, we can just take that seriously in the sense of like we're king and we are supposed to be above this world. We kind of have that raise, that higher level of living and expectations and we're supposed to go to the kingdom and the kingdom's not here but the kingdom's there and we're not kings of that kingdom, but almost like we're called to be that we're called to be there. We're called to be a part of it. And so treating our lives and acting in a way that's in accordance with that kingdom mm -hmm. and acting like we are actually kings, that we are the anointed acting like we aren't just the peasantry and we're not doing whatever we want. No, as a king, you have a certain role to fulfill. Mm -hmm. And if you're not the, if you're not the virtuous one, what do you think your people will be? You know, yeah. if you're, if you're a disorganizer, you're, you know, King Herod, and it's going to be a lot of chaos up in there, you know? And if you're truly, you know, I think King Louis or you're David and stuff like that, you can see the fruits of it and you're going to build temples and you're going to do all these great things. And so I think that's the way to look at our lives is like, you know, we're kings and we're not peasants, so we're not going to act like it. Like we're going to be above, like we're above, you know, crack and stuff like that or whatever it is. And like we have a role to fulfill and we have a kingdom that we're a part of. So let's get there. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of, it's funny that you mentioned that because picking back off of that, the thing that came to mind when you're saying to rule and to govern is, you know, practically speaking in our own lives as kings, you know, through baptism is to govern and rule over the flesh. Mm. That's what came to mind for me. Like internally, every day you're battling between the spirit and the flesh mm. and you have a choice to make, to give into the world, the earthly pleasures, the, the money, the fame, the whatever, the, the fleshly desires, or to fulfill your call as a part of, 
as a son of God, destined or a daughter of God, destined for heaven. And like that's the battle we make every day. So as a king, you should know your role and you should strive every day to govern and rule over your own fleshly desires. And that's where the priest comes in. Like these are all intertwined. You know, I'm daily making sacrifices. I'm offering things up. I'm fasting in order to gain control over my flesh because if the flesh consumes you, then your soul dies, Mm -hmm. you know, and you hand it over to the evil one. Mm -hmm. And so I just think of, you know, as fulfilling this office is really about gaining control over that flesh, you know, the flesh that's constantly, especially in this world today, throwing everything at you, trying to just grab a hold of it. Um, and just really governing over it and be like, no, 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 I, I make the choice. That's mm-hmm. what true freedom is, is being able to make the right choice, doing the right thing. Um, so there's that piece of, of the, the king aspect of the threefold office. But the last one for me personally, I think in my own life and, and just recent meditation is I think the hardest part for me is to realize that I'm just a son of God and there's nothing I can do to change that. I think about my, all my relationships, whether it be with you, with coaches, it was always like, you have to perform, right? There's an expectation, whether it be with grades or with sports, you excel, right? There's this, this expectation to be the best. And so I found that in my own life with God, when I was really growing into my faith, that it was like, well, look, God, now I'm praying more. Look, I I hit the rosary every day. Like, do you love me yet? Like, you feel me? Are you getting, are we getting closer? Like, what's the vibe, Lord? Talk to me. And you know, it can be really damaging because he's saying, no, it's not about you. Like, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Obviously do the right thing. But at the end of the day, I'm the one that's prompting you to do those things so you can get closer to me. You're not doing it so that I get closer to you. Mm. I'm the one that's already sending the invitation. And so as a king, you're understanding that your inheritance has been already been given through baptism. Like it's yours. Now you just have to go participate in it and live it out but there's nothing you can do to change the fact that you're a son or daughter of Christ. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that I'm still like really trying to meditate on like throughout my day to day. Like when I'm doing something, am I doing it to earn the kingdom or am I doing it to like receive the kingdom? Uh, That's the thing. What came to mind? It says rather than trying to merit the love, Mm -hmm. receive it, Mm -hmm. right? Receive that gift. And, and then of course do something with it. I mean, that's, you think about the parable of talents, but I think, um, a couple of things just as we wrap this up is I think that's such a great reflection of the idea of ruling, governing, and ordering yourself. Because if you're not doing that, everything else falls to the right side, right? And that's what we're talking about is saying, like even our own witness and message. Your message means nothing unless your witness comes first. I think of Pope Paul VI in Evangelii Nuntiandi when he was talking about evangelizing in the modern world. He said, you know, modern man more willingly listens to uh, witnesses rather than teachers. And if he listens to teachers, it's because they're witnesses first, right? And that was one of those things where you're like, well, yeah, that's true. They're only going to, they're going to seek Meeks out in the podcast because Meeks lived it first. Now, then if I respect that and I respect you, I'm going to respect what you're doing. And I think that's key. But one of the things just I came to mind as you were, you were speaking, Keone, is, you know, as we look to fulfill that kingly office, the other thing that came to mind was King Solomon. What did he pray for when he was made king? Wisdom. Wisdom to govern your people rightly. And I think that's one of the things we should all be praying for and working towards is, Lord, give me reason. St. Thomas Aquinas would say, you know, reason, um, when we think about prudence is right reason and action. 
right? And we lack so much prudence today, right? With people just firing off everywhere and just nobody can just reason rightly and put it into action. And I think a good king over oneself and over one's family and over the things that God gives you as a steward, we need to be able to do that in a way that it, reason is right and, and we put it into action. So, um, you know, as a, as a closing thought, we just thank you for us allowing us to be able to break open the idea of priest, prophet, king, how that plays into this apostolate and, you know, what you can do about it practically. And, you know, for all of you out there, you know, you're all, you know, for those of you who are baptized, you're called to the same office of priest, prophet and king. And you're called to live that out faithfully and with fervor and zeal and to be a witness. So we challenge you to do that every day in some of the ways that we talked about it. And for those of you that aren't messages, man, we got we got hook up. We'll get you get you connected, get you baptized. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, a way to live this out is by sharing our videos, yeah. and liking it and following us on our Instagram at priest.prophet.king. And, uh, you know, don't disrespect us. We're, put, we're putting out some good stuff. We have good pictures. I do a lot of homework on my pictures, on the quotes I put out um on the clips that we put in it's the work that we put into there so if you guys could you know don't not disrespect us and uh you know share us we got a lot of homies out there that aren't putting us on their story we need that we need all of that yeah put yeah. us on your story uh you know uh we need you to, to rate us right review us on yeah. itunes or whatever platform like you're the video on. like the video don't just watch the video like the video share the video share it to your homies well because we you know we're going to be up there one day. So then, <laughs> then you guys will really be sharing it at that point. So, uh, so if you could just, you know, do us, do us a solid, right. And then just hook us up, make sure that you're, you know, like subscribing. Yeah. We just passed six months. So like, yeah. comment, and subscribe for another six months after this. <laughs> keep it going. Keep it going. Most importantly, keep your prayer going for us and our apostolate. We'll keep praying for you. And until next time, get holy or die trying. <laughs>